All right, we are back with the Steve Hook, Brian McLean show, and we're very, very happy to welcome a guest uh, that we've we've had on the program quite a few times, and it's always good to have Gene Valentino on. He's, of course, a GOP political strategist. He's also the host of the Grassroots Truthcast podcast. Love the name of it. He's down in Florida. And uh, Gene, how are you, sir? Good to see you, man. Good afternoon, Stephen. Good to see you. Hello, Brian. It's nice down here in there. Florida, but it is a little chilly these days. So I got my knickers on. <laughs> hey, same out here. Same out here in Texas, Gene. It cooled off for us in the South this week. Yeah, well, I'm up on the Jersey Shore, and I can tell you it's cold here. That's for sure. It's getting cold. Welcome to welcome to autumn, I suppose. So what's what's new with you, Gene? What's going on, buddy? Oh boy. What part of the elephant do you want to eat first? Yeah. You know who I miss. You know who I miss. Who was a true leader? Her name, Golda Meir. She was yeah, prime minister she, of uh, she, of Israel. She had a quote yeah. that I always was fond of, and it really is apropos right now, considering what you're watching on the latest and greatest news over in Israel. We can forgive the Arabs for killing our children, but we cannot forgive them for forcing us to kill their children. We will only yeah. have peace with the Arabs when they love their children more than they hate us. Well it's, stated. She was great. She also she also said if if the Palestinians put down their weapons there would be peace if Israel put down puts down our weapons there will be no Israel. Now, there's a whole bunch of scuttlebutt going on or what's going on over there, and people have got different takes on it. But I've seen, and you have seen, no doubt, Gene, a screaming rise in anti-Semitism. It's pretty ugly on the college campuses and whatnot. And I don't understand it. I, I cannot understand it. It's like October 7th has been completely forgotten. And now it's, well, you got to be proportional. All this, I mean, what, what do you think of that? Uh, the same people that are the student, what I refer to as the student loan offenders, are individuals that can be much more easily radicalized because of their convenience, because of the convenience to their social media access uh, and websites. The answer to your question is, it doesn't matter what's right. It only matters what's inflammatory. The sizzle, the salacious sizzle that they're seeing and growing accustomed to, whether it's TikTok, uh, Snapchat, or some of the others, this salacious feeling for the moment overshadows the history you and I studied in elementary school, high, middle school, and high school that showed the atrocities that, are pre that preceded us generations before and hopefully gave us some wisdom not to um, repeat it, only to find out. I have out. a feeling that's... Yeah, go I, ahead. I, I, go ahead. I was going to oh, say that I have a feeling that some of these students are going to find wisdom in the unemployment line because a whole bunch of people are looking at the web that we were talking to. I was talking to a, a gal yesterday about it, that we a lot of these Fortune 500 companies are looking at post, at, 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 at you know, at the, at the at the at the TikTok feeds and all this stuff. And I was speaking with Maddie Derman from the Freedom Foundation yesterday, and she said, oh, yes, they are. They are. And these these kids that are so proud uh, to rip down, kidnap 
pictures and you know i don't know if you saw the cover of the new york post today but there's a couple of gals on there that are proudly ripping these things down screaming at the cameraman f you f israel and bam they got on the cover of the new york post and i think that that's going to do them a world of good when they enter the workforce it might give yeah it might give the new york post a few extra sales on a few issues a few copies but long term it has no value yeah, I know we're simulcasting with a little bit of a Zoom recording here, but if for you guys can see me on my lapel here, I've got an American flag, but sitting right next to it is the Israeli flag. And that Israeli right. flag was given to me, Give this dual pin was given to me when I was a county commissioner here in Escambia County, Florida. Uh, we had very good liaison with the Israeli culture, with the Jewish culture and the Israeli officials that were that were visiting us over the years during my term of office. We actually developed a lot of participative, collaborative, cooperational agreements to do things with each other in terms of economic development. It's not on the front burner today, I'll tell you that much. They're out they're just defending themselves and their lives. But you know, we don't stand they don't stand alone. 28,000 attacks, excuse me, 20 28 attacks against American installations. This concept that Biden has been using of a measured response or a proportional response, it's growing old real quick. And we we need a budget passed on Israel separate from Ukraine. That's number one. Number two, we need to go forward with a decisive forward movement that kicks the Islamic Jihad in the bud and desecrates them. After all, the Hamas group and the Hezbollah groups of Lebanon and, and, and Gaza are instigated by the Islamic Jihad out of Iran. And we know this. We know this. Uh, that's yeah. no small coincidence. The Defense Department's got so many assets over there already, whether Biden is aware of it or not. But to commingle the Israeli, the our commitment to Israel, after we've already put over $100 billion into Ukraine, ergo the Biden crime family, is a is not to be not to be put on the same it's not parity and balance we do not commingle the bills for there's no convenience or urgency and we don't go deeper in debt by the way if we take the 14.5 some odd billion dollars and take it out of the um uh 85,000 IRS agents that they were intended to uh to fund in this nation. We don't go deeper in debt. We we take from a <laughs> an acceleration of a deep state and we use those dollars to fund our uh, uh, ability to help Israel out in a timely way. But if it was a decisive, if it was someone decisive, and I know how you stand, both you and Brian stand, but it, 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 and I think you know where I stand. If we had the chance to let, uh, to express some of our leadership, I think the whole uh, Islamic regime, the jihad regime, Hezbollah and Hamas, they'd be ashes right and now. And the Houthis, don't forget, don't, don't forget oh, the Houthis down in Yemen. Good catch, good catch, you're right. And, and, and here's where I give Israel a lot of credit. They're working with a sense of maturity and balance, like Golda Meir's comment on the lead. They are working with a sense of maturity and balance 
in trying to nail not Palestinians, but Hamas using Palestinians as shields and to nail Hamas, who has no no sense of human decency in the way they've uh, desecrated and, uh, and butchered Israelis up to now. They need to be uh, removed from the face of the earth. And I, as a leader, would be using every resource in my power to do just that with the intense cooperation of Israel hand in glove. Okay, so so Gene, I, I do agree with you guys about separating funds. I do not like omnibus spending bills. That always bothers me. But I am curious, and you can answer this after we take our quick headline here, how you would respond to someone like me that says, I actually don't want $14 billion going to support a war in a foreign land because of exactly what you guys are talking about here. We've, we've got war, culture war, medical warfare. We've got all kind of warfare being levied against us right here on our shores. LA Skid Row is an absolute human disaster. Philly's a zombie apocalypse and our southern borders wide open, which does dovetail into what we're talking about here. But I'll be curious to hear your answer about that for a holdout like me that doesn't like sending money to foreign wars after this headline with TNT Radio. I have some good news. Uh, uh, TNT Radio this News. Is James O'Neill with a check of today's headlines. President Joe Biden called for a humanitarian pause in the Israel-Hamas war as the IDF mounts a ground invasion of the Gaza Strip. The president made his comments on Wednesday evening when a protester interrupted his campaign speech by calling for a ceasefire. A group of pro-Palestine activists have occupied a building in central London after throwing red paint over its entrance and covering it in graffiti. Palestine Action targeted One Eagle Place Piccadilly, which is home to the offices of Leonardo UK, a defense and security firm. At TNT Radio, we never go home. We're committed to bringing you our take on the biggest topics of our time. We're on air 24-7 online globally, no matter what. what. We've got you covered on TNT Radio. All right, host of the Grassroots Truth Cast podcast, Gene Valentino joining us here. Steve Hook and myself on today's News Talk. Gene, convince me I should be cool with sending $14 billion uh, into another war zone now. China is watching. They this isn't as much this is about protecting humanity in Israel. Well, without minimizing that, there is a greater threat in this world, and it's called China and Russia. And they're testing us right now to see what our response is going to be, not only in Israel, but on our southern border. Yeah. And they're because yeah. of all of that. We need to go forward with an action plan that shows Americans who are funding this and a new president that we authorize to have the leadership capability to protect humanity from any part of the world. It wasn't that we disagreed with our level of funding in Ukraine either. It was because we didn't, we we wanted to get in, engaged in that in uh, in that theater because there was a human element. Why Ukraine was, as we know, wasn't even a member of the of NATO. But we were doing yep. neither was Europe before World War II. We went over there to defend a ton of people because it was America. It was the right thing to do. We always did it based on principles, the honor of the human condition. And China doesn't care about that. 
They're behind the scene helping the Islamic Jihad through Iran, and they're, they're, they won't admit it. They want to keep their distance, but they're watching it because they're ready to take where? Taiwan. The Straits are now but, China. Uh, China watercraft are now Chinese um, Navy is now being mobilized in the Taiwan Straits, and they're staging. I see what you're saying there. I see what you're saying there, and I take your point. But I'm concerned that there will be, and uh, the like you're you're describing the weakness. If we show weakness, as the Western blocs show weakness, then we're vulnerable to other you know major pol polar polar nations like Russia and China. I understand that. But my concern at this point is China is basically issuing how to avoid nuclear warfare statements now to the U.S. And my concern is that if if two million people are displaced or unfortunately killed in Gaza and Palestine, that there will be a larger response that could maybe be avoided if we could somehow just de-escalate this and and let the civilians you know find somewhere safe to go at least i mean if we're going to have a war with hamas and israel uh it would be nice to get all of the you know civilians out of there it's it's looking very brutal in fact just today i flagged up this the director of the new york office of the u.n high commission for human rights left his post in protest of what's going on i mean well they uh, also so just named iran as the chair of the of the human rights council so what does that tell yeah. you i mean yeah yeah, well, I mean, I'm no fan of the I, UN, I the as, UN as you know, yeah. but but this is this is a guy that has a lot of experience there, and he's got some very interesting quotes about. He called it quote a textbook case of genocide end quote. I mean, I don't know how do you respond to that. There was no fear of the nuclear button being pushed with Donald Trump. He exercised leadership and authority, and he had the you know what scared out of both Russia and China, in the context of your question, Brian, both concerns you raise happened under a weak Biden administration. And, the, and China and Russia are taking advantage of it. We must show leadership. We, and by the way, we've talked about, we've talked about $14.5 billion for, for Israel. <laughs> Let me be on the record saying, after we get our southern border locked up uh we must protect our own first or can we at I least like try that. do can we do can we at least agree that we do them in parallel i mean why yeah. are they such uh, here's my concern while we think about what the undercurrents are of terrorism overseas based on the different theaters of potential war and as you said the threat of a new nuclear war is it not true that it may happen in your backyard tomorrow in so much as the fact that there is over two uh, illegal terrorists that have crossed over from the southern border that the U.S. government admits are gotaways? If yeah. that's what they're admitting are the gotaways, what, are, what else is out there that we don't know about? Yeah, we so we've been expecting that even yeah, sorry to interrupt. We've been expecting that even before this all happened. It's like exactly. we've got 162 countries worth of people come here, almost 10 million people. It's like it's really hard to believe that this is all just an oopsie and that the geopolitics are driving it. I think that there's you know some other devious plans, globalist plans beneath it all. So <laughs> for me, so. it's difficult to 
to to totally jump into the 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 dialect the right versus left dialectics because they're not leaving any room for for people like me who are anti-war well i'm i'm anti-war i'm anti-war too too, but you 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 when you've got the when your family's just been murdered um you know it's like when you light a match in the gas tank don't bitch about the explosion if you're gonna hey, let me ask you this, Gene. Gene, let me ask you this real quick because we're 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 kind of running short on time here, but I want to get this kind of run this by you. I don't know if you saw the yesterday or the day before one of the founders of Hamas, and by the way, his son, uh, who has a fatwa on him, Mossab Hassan Youssef, yeah. has come out and said, and this guy he knows more about Hamas than anybody sitting here does, and he basically says, look. They're going to use Gaza civilians as human shields. It's not maybe. They're doing it, and they will do it, and they're going to continue to do it. That said, the leader of Hamas, in an interview with Al Jazeera, said October 7th was the first attack. We're going to do it again and again and again and again, and we're not going to stop until Israel is gone. That's what he said. I tend to believe people. And then the media was, by the way, just gathered by the State Department the other day and shown video that Hamas uploaded where they're taking Israeli babies and putting them in ovens and oh. then filming them. It's I, And the media, they said that some of the members of the media had to get up and because they were throwing up. They were so disgusted by what they were seeing. These are Hamas videos, not Israeli videos. I'm, I I don't know how you respond to it if you're Israel. I, I, I get where Brian's at. I get it. Nobody wants war, but good God. Well, war is an ugly thing. We None of us want it, but you must be prepared for it. And that's what I would ask Brian and I to talk further about. Brian, I, I don't want war, but I want to be prepared for the fact that if war is handed, if those are the cards dealt me, I want to win in war. And and in order to win, I have to be prepared monetarily. I have to be prepared with assets and resources. And I have to realize that stopping to have some sort of truce or negotiations, you've, you've entered the world of war when you desecrated thousands and thousands of Israelis. You want to now call a timeout and say, let's talk? You have yeah, to. I, I actually would like to, Gene, because our gov- our government is a government that has used color revolution tactics to topple over 70 governments. Our wars have been horrible. I care about our veterans, and I already know of one, one soldier who's committed suicide when he got called back up to go back to the Middle East, and I don't want to see American soldiers caught up in another foreign war. And okay. I'm pretty staunch about that. Well, I agree with you there. If we are going into war, I, I give you that. If we're going into war, we better have the full cre- uh, force of the United States government and the uh, backing of the United States government. I interviewed a gentleman from the Israeli Defense Forces four weeks ago, uh, Mr. Elliot Chadoff. He is a uh, Israeli Defense Force person. But between us, I think he's a little bit more than that. And uh, he said to me, this will be this will be a three to six week event. I said, Elliot, will this go on 10 years like Vietnam, where there was varying levels of commitment, the continuing death of Americans, half ass commitment by our presidents, 
an inconsistent policy with no end game in sight. Are we going to have that kind of reckless faux pas or are we going to go in with a mission, a timeline and an exit strategy? He says the latter gene is what we have already on paper and what we're exercising. He said the problem we will have, which is whether this war becomes two weeks or two months, is going to be directly related to our personal compassion to make sure that the hostages and the Palestinians, the innocent Palestinians, are not the shields for the true demonic characters of Hamas as it pertains to Gaza. We, ha we have intelligence and we have a strategy that may frustrate some people, he said to me, that will drag it out just a little bit, but we're not talking 10 years like Vietnam. So two weeks, two months, maybe four weeks, four months. He says, you got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gene, That's okay. Uh, we That's could okay talk about. Yeah, yeah. Well, we could talk about this for hours and we'll get back together and do so. I appreciate your perspective and your patience with someone like me. A lot of people aren't able to have this conversation <laughs> oh. right now. No, so it's I important really in our that. democratic process that you and I have this conversation without lynching each other in the process like we're seeing on the six o'clock news. You're a good man and yeah, I welcome your commentary. 100%. Thank you, Gene. All right, everybody check out the Grassroots Truthcast, the podcast with Gene Valentino. This is Steve Hook and Brian McLean on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Thanks, Gene. Bye -bye. Thanks, Gene. Always good.